I want to call you to worship the triune God this morning from Psalm 81. And as you're turning there, I was preparing the calls to worship on Friday, and I beseeched the Lord and said, would you please give a sense of illumination and clarity uh, as I seek to write the call to worship, as I seek to prepare the uh, comments about the public scripture reading. And I experienced a felt sense of his presence. And I said to myself, the Lord's going to meet us. And then last night, the arrows of the enemy started flying thick and fast. Nobody was tormenting me. Nobody was giving me trouble. But there was a sense of oppression. So by the end of the night, and my own reaction to it was just carnal. And by the end of the night, as I was reviewing my message for today, I thought to myself, I don't feel like preaching tomorrow. <laughs> and then I thought, hey, the Lord is about to do something. And the devil doesn't like it one little bit. So this morning over my first cup of coffee, I spent time repenting of my carnal attitudes and seeking God's forgiveness and trusting him that the day he's going to bless us and meet with us in in extraordinary ways. Because whenever the Holy Spirit's at work, unholy spirits are never far behind. And so let's pray the Spirit of God would have free course among us to exalt Christ. You're in Psalm 81. Uh, Let me read to you verses uh, 8 through 16. Hear, O my people, and I will admonish you. O Israel, if you will listen to me, there shall be no foreign God among you, nor shall you worship any foreign God. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wide, and I will fill it. But my people would not heed my voice, and Israel would have none of me. So I gave them over to their own stubborn heart to walk in their own counsels. O that my people would listen to me that Israel would walk in my ways. I would soon subdue their enemies and turn my hand against their adversaries. The haters of the Lord would pretend submission to him, but their fate would endure forever. He would have fed them also with the finest of wheat, and with honey from the rock I would have satisfied you. Here the Lord is crying out to stubborn Israel and saying, Listen to my voice. Take heed to my word and repent and turn away from your idols and worship the true and the living God. Give him your heart. Humble yourselves. Be teachable. Have a teachable and submissive and obedient spirit and I'll teach you great and mighty things. He's telling us to listen to him. And obviously he doesn't just mean let let the sound waves bounce off your ears. He means listen in such a way that you're submitting to what God has spoken. I always begin family worship with my children by asking them the question, how do we worship God when His Word is read or preached? Because, you know, when we think about worship, what do we often think of? We think it's just when we're singing God's praises with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. That's worship. And that is a part of worship. But do you ever consider the fact that you worship God by the way you hear, by the way you listen to His Word? And so I ask my children that question, how do we worship God when His Word is read or preached? And they answer with three things. We listen, we believe, and we obey. We listen, we try to set aside every distraction. And we focus our attention and say, this is important. The welfare of my soul depends upon what God has to say to me. And so I'm going to set aside the distractions and focus upon what he's saying. And give my mental energies and attention to it. But not only that, I must believe The writer of Hebrews tells us that Moses preached the gospel to the children of Israel in the wilderness, but it did not profit them because it was not mixed with faith in them that heard. I have to come and say, this is God's word, and therefore I'm going to believe it. 
You know, sometimes people say God's word, God said it, I believe it, that settles it. That's actually the wrong order. God said it, that settles it, I believe it, because God has spoken it. But not only must you believe it, you must obey it. James said, don't just be hearers of the word, but be effectual doers of the word. Lady Batozer once said, the reason Christians read the Bible and don't understand it is because they read it with no intention of doing what it says. And God isn't going to give us light and understanding if we don't intend to submit ourselves to Him and to obey Him. Have you come here this morning with a humble heart? Have you come here this morning with a teachable heart saying, Lord, I want you to speak to my heart and I want to be obedient to what you say because it's your word at the end of the day. And notice the attention I want to focus your mind on, your, your, your attention on is verse 10. Open your mouth wide. And I will feel it. He says, come expectant. Come to me and expect that I'm going to meet with my people like I promised to. And that I'm going to feed your soul. And when I read those words, I can't help but think of baby birds. You ever see baby birds when they're in the nest and the mama comes and to feed them with a glorious worm? What do they do? They open their mouths wide and they look upward with expectation that they're about to be fed. How did you come this morning? You come with your mouth like this? Or have you come this morning with your mouth like this? <sighs> Lord, I come hungry. I come hungry for your truth. I come hungry for your presence. I remember hearing a, a pastor 25 years ago. He's filling the pulpit at our church and as a guest preacher. And I'll never forget it. He had a little mug in his hand. It was a metal mug, coffee mug. And he said, every morning when I get up and I pray to the Lord, I come with my cup empty. And I say, Lord, and he would bang a cup on the pulpit. Fill it, please. And if he doesn't seem to be listening, fill it. I'm coming, Lord. I'm not going to go away until you fill my cup. That's how we should come to worship this morning. That's how God's inviting us. Open your mouth wide, and I will fill it. We want nothing less than to meet with the living God this morning. May it be so. Let's pray. Our Father, we do ask that through the merits of Jesus Christ, not on the basis of our performances, not on the basis of our merits or how well we have obeyed you this past week, but because your Son is obedient, because your Son is worthy, because your Son has shed his blood for our sins, we ask that the Holy Spirit would be poured out with great power upon us this day. You have promised that whenever your saints gather in the name of your Son, you're going to be there with power. Lord, we come expectant. We come asking you to bless us, to enable us to draw near to you, and that you will draw near to us. We pray, O oh Lord, that the gospel will have its wonderful work in the heart of souls, Lord. Some of our children, some of our young people perhaps do not yet know the Lord. We pray, O oh Lord, this very day, Lord Jesus, that you would author faith in the hearts of our children and our young people and even of any adults here who don't know you. And for us who do know you, may we know you better. May we love you more than we ever have before. May we walk away resolved to be more obedient to you than we've ever been in the past all for the glory of your name and all for the advancement of your kingdom. And these things we ask in the name of your mighty Son, Jesus Christ. Amen.